Welcome to episode 198 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and Jeff Gammon is here this week. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great, and it's awesome to get to hang out with you. So, you know, thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. We always enjoy having you, but we enjoy Kelly Gamont being here as well. How are you doing? How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well, David. How are you? I am doing well. There's... uh, Excellent. Fair amount of stuff to talk about this week. There's always uh, activity. I think they just announced this thing called WWDC. It's going to be happening. We'll hit that and uh, uh, all kinds of other stuff. Got some tips that I found this week, but uh, why not just get uh, dive right into the, the news this week? And uh, as I mentioned, uh, Apple did announce a digital WWDC 2022, which will be taking place June 6th through the 10th. Uh, 33rd annual Worldwide Developers Conference. Uh, it's it's going to take place uh, that uh, during those dates. And as of the last uh, th- almost now it's three years now, it'll be uh, it's it's going to be virtual. Um, of course, prior to 2020, we were we were always able to enjoy it in person, but uh, still they're not ready yet. Uh, uh, I don't know why the decision was, but uh, they are also talking about uh, potential little events and we even suggested maybe something like alt alt conf would would happen but i don't know uh what do you guys think i think it's gonna be, i think they're gonna they're probably gonna introduce ios and mac os i think what what i don't know i mean it seems like a weird time to do it yeah well you know apple breaking the rules <laughs> yeah it's not i mean of the th- of the things that Apple does that are predictable, this is one. Um, right. Uh, you know, the keynote Monday morning to show people what's coming. Uh, it, you know, Tim Cook comes out on stage in those sh- in those shoes with the white soles and says good morning, and tells all the developers how he's ruining their summers. Um, that and and that seems to have been pretty consistent for the last. Um, significant amount of time. I think what's going to stand out this year is um, at least the thing that I will be looking for in this is uh, news about the Mac Pro, because while it's not usually a hardware event, uh, this is one of the few times we've sort of had something pre-announced when we got the uh, when we got the new Mac Susudio, which, by the way, is what I've decided it's called. Uh, Susudio. 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 Just say the word. Oh. Um, I am not taking questions at this time. You just need to know that's what it's called. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> when they when they gave us that announcement of that machine, they said, you know, all that leaves that hasn't been updated in our lineup is the Mac Pro. But that's but that's, you know, an announcement for another day or however they put it and just kind of tossed it in at the end. And so I think this is where we're going to see that machine, whatever, whatever final form it takes, if it's, you know, some sort of Voltron situation of all the other ones all assembled together in some way and we get to say that's great um Kelly, I'm, I'm thinking more of uh power rings shape of a computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah form, form of a uh, water serpent and uh yeah yeah that could that could work um i'm curious what ios is going to do because it doesn't really seem like uh I mean, as an operating system is pretty mature, so I'm not expecting to see any sort of groundbreaking feature there for the most part. Um, will I mean, are they going to bring us things that are new and interesting? Yes. Um, sure. uh, last year, I really wanted it to be the year that they finally took iPad OS seriously and turned it to, into something that would really make a difference, especially now that there's a desktop class processor in this little portable guy. And um, so I'm going to say the same again this year and, and, and hope that um, I don't look silly doing so ahead of time i really want them to believe everybody who says that this is a more than capable portable slice of computing and i really want for you know and and would really like to be able to take advantage of all that power so yeah. i hope that comes and uh, I, oh go ahead dave i'm sorry i didn't mean to walk over you on your show no no let's go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> all right kelly i i yeah. think you're right on um, this being the year that that uh, iPad operating system gets us closer to that vision that that we can just practically taste. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I have a hypothesis, 
and and I'm basing this on what we've seen happening with Mac OS, iOS, iPad OS over the past few years. Mm-hmm. I think this is the year that we are going to get a lot closer to it doesn't matter which device you're using. All that matters is which window you have in front of you or piece of glass you have in front of you mm-hmm. at this time. And uh, and a, and a big hint to that towards that is universal control. Yeah. So I I have a feeling. Oh, I hope. Um, but you know, if there's only one thing they do with mm-hmm. Mac OS this year, if they just one feature, I would be more than happy. And it's stop making apps and dialogues take the focus from whatever window I'm currently in. The only feature request I've had for at least a decade, and Apple still isn't listening. And that is? That's it. Don't take, stop taking the fracking focus from whatever window I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I I would really like if macOS were boring this year. Um, You know, uh, your, your bolt tightening, as I like to call it, you know, the, the snow leopard, the mountain lion, um, high Sierra sort of release where uh, we've, you know, we've given you everything and now we're going to just sort of, you know, nail it all down and optimize and, and make some things more efficient here and there. And that would be my hope is that Mac OS anyway, doesn't turn out to do anything dramatic. And that if we do get anything interesting, it's, um, you know, better, uh, better ecosystem things, you know, better, you know, with, with handoff and airdrop and, and universal control and these sorts of things that sort of let every let all of your Apple slabs of glass team up together, um, making those things a little more uh, a little more interesting and tie them together a little better. That would be the thing that I would hope for is that, you know, the big feature isn't really a big feature. It's more like this is another thing that makes it so your phone and your iPad can work together better. So your iPad and your Mac can work together better, all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. what I would like to see. So also, uh, the event also had a, uh, a press release that said there's going to be a call to code event, which Apple says it's putting together as a special day for developers and students on June 6th at the Cupertino campus uh, with select attendees and developers invited to have a viewing, uh, be part of a viewing party. Uh, so a lot of students and developers to attend and watch the keynote and the State of Union directs uh, the videos together. So not much information is on that as of yet, but uh, I would venture to say Apple is probably going to keep that attendance pretty small. I would, I would, I would think. Oh, sure. Um, so, uh, so it should be interesting. Got a couple months away from that. Uh, but uh, let's uh, dive into some more news here. Uh, this week, uh, Hulu at the Hulu app now gains support for SharePlay. Hulu app an uh, iPhone, iPad, and Apple TV was updated to support SharePlay, allowing Hulu users to watch streaming TV shows and movies with a, with one another over FaceTime, uh, which, of course, we know that feature was uh, released in iOS 15, designed for people to have uh, more fun sharing things and, you know, the, the screen sharing and all kinds of other things have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's great to see that Hulu has uh, jumped on the bandwagon here for, uh, for uh, SharePlay. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be more and more are going to be to come with this, I think. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So, Netflix won't do it. No, they never will. They're, they're, yeah. they're bitter. They're bitter at Apple. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see it don't see it happening. Um, and uh, also some changes, uh, Google Maps. Google Maps for iOS gained more detailed toll estimates and standalone Apple Watch support. Google today had updated its dedicated Wait, brought, Maps app. Go ahead. They brought it back? <laughs> Apparently, because I, I thought they got rid of it, right? A long time the Apple ago. Watch, the yeah. Apple Watch, yeah. So now it's, uh, so they're saying that uh, they've introduced several new features that will improve the navigation experience on iPhones. Um, there's a more detailed navigation map uh, that Google says is designed to make it easier for people to drive on unfamiliar roads. Uh, Google Maps will show <laughs> traffic lights and stop signs along the route, as well as enhanced details like building outlines and areas of interest. Uh, but uh, I, as I said, Google is adding a new Apple Watch experience that will let users direct get directions on Google Maps directly from the watch. In a few weeks, Maps users will... I'll be able to tap on the Google Maps shortcut on the Apple Watch and then start the navigation without the need of a connected iPhone. Hmm, this is interesting. Cool. 
Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this should be interesting. I think of anything of this, uh, of this, uh, story is the, the fact of being able to have a, a map says a standalone uh, access with the Apple Watch. I'm wondering how they're doing that. Are they are they storing the data locally on the on the watch, or because you know, of course, the watch has mm-hmm. only so much uh, storage. Yeah, it, this is interesting. I wonder if there's going to be or if there is like a send to watch feature. So then it'll have you know the 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 relevant map data for the route you've got you know on yeah. your phone on your on your device, and then you send it over. I don't know. But something like that would make it so that it's sort of conserving what, you know, the amount of data that you have to carry around on your watch. So that would be kind of nice if they were to do that. It also says there's going to be a uh, uh, take me home complication that that's coming to make it easier to get quick directions back to a set location. Hmm. So, hmm. so even yeah. taking advantage of the complications on the Apple watch. <coughs> that right. would well, be that's cool. cool. Yeah. I- I imagine there's a lot of people that are uh, navigationally challenged that would love yeah. to just be able to tap their watch and start getting directions back home. Mm-hmm. It would be a lot easier. That's That'd be cool. I could say that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll look. We'll be look. We'll look forward to this. Um, and uh, next story here. This was an interesting story I found here. Obscure iPhone function saves the life of a snowboarder trapped in a crevice. And this was a New Zealand snowboarder that described his incredible rescue after falling through a five-meter crevice using a little-known iPhone technique to signal for help. Uh, He was snowboarding in Switzerland by himself. There's there's a problem there. (laughs) He fell fell down a hole in, in the ice with nobody witnessing his disappearance. He wrote yep. on Instagram he would never snowboard snow low again. <laughs> well, okay, so, at least he learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah. So he used the the what he used was the uh, the the uh, SOS the nine uh, the the emergency oh, SOS okay. on the iPhone. Yeah. While he, while he was in the crevice and uh, the rescue services heard it and uh, they found him and it saved his life. So that's good. I haven't yeah. uh, seen too many say anybody say anything about. Uh, about this this feature, but because we know it, we've known it's there, but yeah. haven't really. Yeah, it's, it's the emergency SOS can be sent when you click you the know, side button five times. Okay, so here's the thing that I wish Apple would do, which is add a feature so you can put your iPhone in practice mode, because yeah. we all need to be practicing how do you use emergency features on your phone, mm-hmm. because the time you actually need it is not the time where you're going to be able to stop <laughs> and think, okay, now. so I do this and then it gets me here. And, um, mm-hmm. and like, seriously, I've been at, at, uh, accident, you know, car accident rec scenes as they happen. Mm-hmm. And I've watched people pull out their iPhones and fumble and fumble. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, cause they're trying just to get to the emergency thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't even mess with it. I just unlock my phone and dial nine one one. Right. And uh, and don't even use the emergency features. So we need to be able to disable the actual. It's alerting emergency services. Yeah. For like you know, f- tap the thing and then for like ten minutes or whatever, yeah. it doesn't it actually be like a, a try it out or like a walkthrough like there is with um the ECG when you set that up. There you know you get like you know it shows you like here's what you're supposed to do and here's how it works and here's the thing that you do and it should give you that option like you know yeah. Uh, now, you know, we are not calling 911, press the side button five times, you know, and then it, you know, like when you do, like when you set up touch ID, right. And it goes, that's not fast enough or that's too fast or you didn't click it, you know, you, you clicked it too hard or whatever and, and give people the opportunity to try it and then be like, okay, you know how, or, you know, you've done that. So here you go and be able to make that, make that work. That would be great. Cause I just got my parents all set up with all of that um, when I last saw them. And so that would be, uh, it would be really nice if I could have said here, now try it a couple times so that you know what it feels like, you know, you didn't push it too slow. You didn't push it too fast, whatever. And your phone actually knows you didn't just wake it up a bunch of times. So, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah so. practice mode would be great. Maybe that'll come in the next version of iOS, Jeff. Okay. That'd be that good. would be nice. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, 
Next story, uh, Apple is adding the iPhone 10 true depth camera repair option for easier face ID repairs. Good news for those mm-hmm. still carrying the 2017 iPhone model, also living with a dysfunctional face ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple uh, reportedly will soon provide a new face ID repair option for the iPhone 10 that doesn't involve replacing the whole device. The option nice. comes after comes after a, an Apple's recent shift to soon providing a true depth camera for the option that uh, fixed the face unlock feature of the 2018 10s or newer models that, but it didn't include the 10, the 10. So, uh, okay. Face ID can be very difficult component to fix. And, uh, it looks like mm-hmm. they're going to finally uh, do that. There's still plenty of people out there using the, the iPhone 10. It's still, you know, perfectly yeah. good device. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good, like second tier phone. Like if you got it when it was new and you had it a couple, three years and you've gone yeah. to a, you know, a 12 or 13, and now the less technical person in your family has it or, you know, it went to went to a kid or a parent or somebody like it's still a valid device. And having the face ID work reliably for people is, you know, is only an advantage. So I'm glad I'm glad that they cre- that they implemented this program in the first place. And I'm glad to see it expand. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. And um Next story. This was actually kind of a, a this is on in variety. I, I, there's a, this, this link in the show notes is going to be for uh, a full guide to which shows have not been renewed or canceled, but I brought it out here just specifically to talk about Apple TV plus and what shows, cause you go through some of the networks and you see canceled to be, to be determined canceled, mm-hmm. but you go through and go down scroll down to Apple TV plus. Um, a number of shows are going to be renewed. Acapulco, the after, the <gasps> after party, Season two for that, and the carpool karaoke for season five, Central right. Park, season three, uh, Deer, uh, for all mankind. Um, so it keeps going. And then we, of course, we know Ted Lasso's back for season three coming soon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even uh, the morning show, I thought it might not come back, it, and it did. So, okay. uh, so this is uh, going to be a good so, scene. <clears throat> I bet, the reason I'm so excited is because Acapulco was a deeply charming slab of television um it's another one of those like everybody sort of presumes that streaming shows come in one hour increments and this comes in half hours and i adored it it was so much fun and so entertaining i love i i love the mechanism that they're using it's this guy who's telling the story of when he started working at this resort and he's some sort of like high-powered dude now and Mm -hmm. he's telling his nephew the story of how he got started in business and how he learned everything from this guy because this guy ran the resort in Acapulco where he where he got his first job and it is like everyone in the cast is just perfect like pitch perfect for what they do the show is really fun it's all set in the 80s like so much of the hotel itself is like obnoxiously pink um like (laughs) everything is like all of the all of the stuff is very uh of its time like all of the costumes the hairstyles the way people speak all of the things it's just so charming and so fun. And if you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it to you highly enough. And I'm not going to tell you what happens, but it's really fun to watch. And the way they, and the way the season ended, I just went, there has to be a season two and I could not find any information about it. So I am very excited to find out that it's coming back because I really need to know how it turns out. (laughs) Other ones, other ones, go ahead, go ahead. uh, Looking at this list, um, to me, it says that Apple has been very good at picking the right shows because they're renewing basically everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a couple things that still are to be determined, but uh, yeah, the, the majority of their lineup is coming back for another mm-hmm. season. Only so, one that was canceled was yeah. Little Voice and uh, Little America is coming back for season mm-hmm. two. Yeah, Tiny World but, is uh, uh, still to be determined, and Schmigadoon also. And yeah. Trying is premiering in July. And um, Little Voice was like the people. It wasn't Apple that canceled Little Voice, right? There was some sort of something right. that like people who were part of the show decided that they couldn't right. for some reason. If I'm remembering, oh, okay. So it wasn't like Apple went, oh, nobody watched it, so we're done here. It was like. Yeah. 
uh, like, you know, it, like Sarah Bareilles is involved in Sarah Bareilles was like, I can't continue because this thing or whatever. I don't remember if anybody yeah. ever said what it was, but it was like the people involved with actually making the program who decided not to continue. It wasn't Apple. I was oh, okay. a little confused. So, I was confused between that and Little America, which was very good. I'm yeah, Little America kind of, was very good. I'm really glad to see that there's going to be more of that. So, good. so yeah. as we talked about last week with uh, Coda winning the Academy Award uh, uh, for Best Picture, it's uh, it, it obviously see that a lot of a lot of traction going on with Apple TV Plus, and it'll just continue to go. Uh, this coming Friday will be the first week of baseball. For those who are not into baseball, I won't get dwelled into that, but it's another option of, of live TV. That's, that's mm-hmm. well, This is going to be their first venture into live TV. So I'm going to be interested to see if, and I've been reading Apple, Apple is bringing a lot of the technologies that I don't ever see. You never see in the normal baseball broadcast um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, into this. So I'm going to be interested. I'm a baseball fan. So I, I'll, I would, I would check well, it out, but, so I'm going to be Chrissy. Yeah. Let me, well, let me trade you spots for a minute. Cause I want to ask you a couple of questions as an actual baseball fan, um, which I am not full disclosure. Um, right. I and most have, people I have on the show are not. So that's well, why I said, I, I, I don't know why I was going to bring it up, but it's, a, I just, it's more cool. so because of the technology. I'm interested for a bunch of reasons. And um, first of all, I've watched far more baseball than even baseball fans probably have in a lot of cases. However, um, that said, I would like to know what you think of it as as far as um, the ecosystem, because the pieces of it that were interesting to me were Apple getting into this and saying, like, you can follow your favorite baseball teams on Apple News and you, you know, and get alerts about them. And there's going to be the the streaming component that we get in the States that's not mostly going to be available in the rest in, in the other countries where you're in your local market. Right. Right. But there's um, <laughs> like, there's like the, the 24 hour streaming thing where they're going to show like highlights from pre- from yesterday's games and things like that. And they're kind of spreading it out across like a bunch of different pieces of content prov- providing that Apple can do for you. Cause like you can get stuff in news, you can watch it on the TV app. You can, um, you know, you can get the other, you know, other updates about things through, through some of the other things that Apple's giving you. Right. And I was curious how that sounds to you compared to other ways that you could consume baseball. Well, I mean, T-Mobile every year offers a free subscription to the MLB.TV app. Okay. So, so I get access to everything, but I can't watch um, my local teams because they mm-hmm. do, MLB has a blackout restriction for your local market. Why? Which is, cr- which is crazy. It's been that rule because has been in place for you're supposed to go see the 40 game years. yourself in person or something. Yeah, it's so. it's, a, it's a rule from like it, that should be gone. I mean, this was like from 40 years mm-hmm. ago when they were worried about the it, it it taking away from filling the park. I don't think yeah. you have to worry about them filling the park. This at right. the same so, age. I, I know I'm totally derailing us, but. I sure. need help with this because I, I, I'm not someone who routinely watches uh, uh, spectator sports. Right. Mm-hmm. So they do blackouts, meaning you right. can't watch your local sports team when they're playing or when they're playing in certain right. locations. When they're playing. Doesn't At matter. Because they, because no, it's home or away. Because, oh, okay. Uh, because you know, like in your case, Colorado Rockies, if the, you can't watch them on MLB TV, you have to go to your local TV provider that, that would provide that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that provide that game to watch it. You know, in my case, the Chicago Cubs, Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs have a marquee sports network. I can't actually because I'm an a, a Xfinity subscriber that links my account to being able to watch that. So today I got to watch Opening Day uh, baseball mm-hmm. that they played at Wrigley Field, and. Uh, uh, I had to watch it on there because the marquee has its own app as well as I could, could have watched it on, on mm-hmm. Xfinity's app. So, but it, it's, it's crazy. I think MLB is going to need to take that rule and well, go away. But in the case of this Friday night baseball, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it, it's, it's a national game. So anybody if the can Cubs watch are it. playing, if the Cubs are playing on Friday night for me and Dave I, can watch I, it. I can watch it or the white Sox for that matter. Yeah. A so, national game. What does that mean? Meaning nationwide, it's being shown nationwide. So anybody right. in the in the nation can watch the Friday night baseball on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, uh, there are some games that are shown like on like on a network, like ABC will have a baseball game, or like a like a broadcast right. television network or ESPN, ESPN. or whatever um, will have a game. And when they have that game, anybody anywhere who can watch ESPN can watch that game. It doesn't matter where you are or who the teams are. This is yeah. the same for all sports. Just to make this easy for you, Jeff. 
every sport does this. It's shenanigans in all of them. And they do it because reasons. Okay. That's about the, that's about the, the long and the short of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's go ahead and move on. Cause this isn't a sports cap, but I'm looking, (laughs) it's not a sports show, but I'm looking forward to it because I'm curious how Apple's going to do, how Apple's going to present this to people. I want to see what, how it works and what that (laughs) looks like, because it's the kind of thing that people like you, David, you know, it's, it's five bucks a month. Right. And if you want you're getting live baseball every, right. every Friday, if you, if you pay for TV plus it's $5 a month. And if you pay for TV plus that also has baseball, it's still only $5 a month. And so I'm really yep. curious if this is going to start bringing people in. I want to see how it goes. I hope, to, I hope so too. All right. The my next... super fast comment. Sorry, Dave. We've no, like, just like gone crazy. Um, my super fast on, on topic comment. I think this is a good move because it adds more relevance to Apple TV as a uh, plus as a platform. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. done. All right. Next story is HBO Max. They finally updated the Apple TV app with new features and improved stability. Warner Media today uh, announced that they will be rolling out a revamped HBO Max app for Apple TV over the next few weeks. I think I got it today because I started playing with it and I, I was able to download it. Uh, but uh, the new TV app OS is going to provide the much needed performance stability. Yeah, it was it was horrible. Uh, oh yeah, no kidding. It was brutal. It, it, yeah. And the update app is also going to look similar. It, it, they said it's going to look similar to the original version. I started to notice some color differences, but uh, but they will have a new uh, a scrollable hero banner because which was I did see so that I do have the new app where I you know with the, with the the pad you can scroll. Uh, mm-hmm. through uh, and be able to look at some of the stuff and do some better things with the my list and my stuff uh, editing. So good. Uh, good to see finally. I mean, HBO is a very, obviously a very popular network and you know, it, it just, just didn't make any sense to me why HBO was so behind on, on having a, a quality app on any of the platforms. The, the basic on a basic level. Like, yeah, it was yeah. really baffling. My hypothesis is their developer team was sitting in a basement somewhere and all they kept saying was, I hate people. I just hate people. I hate every person on this planet and I'm going to make it burn right through this app. Well, now that that AT&T is selling off the Warner media. So it, uh, it maybe we'll see some more improvements because we can live in hope. Yeah. We don't love AT&T. Last story for this week, uh, Apple today actually uh, released uh, new feature updates to pages, keynote, and numbers with productivity improvements and more. Uh, six months after the last update of the iWork suite, Apple is releasing new version of those three apps as for iPhone and iPad as well as Mac users. Um, some of the uh, features, uh, I won't go through all of them, but there's a couple of notable features here. In pages, you can publish directly to Apple Books with larger file sizes. They insert that, insert page numbers anywhere in your document, uh, and uh, quickly start writing a new document on iPhone and just t- uh, touch and hold the pages app icon on the home screen. Uh, that That's always good. And then uh, Keynote, they had a couple things uh, enlarging, enlarged slides to a maximum zoom level of 400%. Ooh. And... Ooh. Uh, and uh, edit font sizes more precisely with up to two decimal places. Um, so the, up, the the updates are out there. The, they won't come in automatically in your queue right off the bat. I went and just uh, grabbed them by going to the app store and opening the app, and it said, oh, update. Yeah, they uh, haven't but, shown in the uh, updater uh, right. interface yet. For, oh, yeah, but, I understand what you're saying now. This, yeah. this, this is my shot talking or making me <laughs> slow again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'll shut up. Hi, oh, I'm glad you're, to be here today. Good. I'm Jeff. You're good. Uh, yeah, so you, you actually can go and open the app in the App Store, and then it will um, it'll force the update. We just seem to have talked about that last week about iOS. But the, uh, you know, it's kind of stupid. Why not just make everything work consistently? I, I know, total crazy harebrained thought, but that's yeah, totally, the uh, it's totally the shot talking. That's totally the shot talking. Yeah. Um, so. And, so and for those of you that that weren't here before the show started, I'm not going to elaborate on that. You can just wonder mm-hmm. what that means. Just and if you would screen. like to find out what kind of references we're making, you can always join the live stream. That's you good. Or send yeah. money to uh, Dave's buy me a coffee and then, uh, you know, bribe him into telling you. Oh, yeah, that could also work for a nominal fee. You could. David would be happy to to dramatically reenact it for you. <laughs> All right, that's uh, the news for this week. Let's go to topics. Finally, there is a beta. 
it's been what two straight weeks with no betas at all. I was like, uh, just shocked. Uh, beta this week is iOS 15.5 beta one. Uh, it was released this week and there are some, uh, new features, uh, added, uh, and, uh, notably they're seeing, you're seeing some classical music references cause you know, Apple bought that classical music app and uh, mm-hmm. they're going to embed that. Uh, they made some changes to the Apple pay cash, uh, section of the wallet app. Now request and send buttons are much easier to manage and get right directly from the wallet. Um, the home pa- the home app now has Wi-Fi uh, signal bars that let, let let you ensure that the HomePod has a connection in the home app. Wow, there's a, there's a concept right there. You, you can actually now you'll now you'll now know if your HomePods actually have a good signal. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's that's way overdue but uh also uh, universal control uh according to their release notes be and that's here's another reason why you shouldn't be installing beta if you don't uh, you don't want to lose uh, connectivity uh in the new version uh you have to have monterey 12.4 it's not compatible with machines running 12.3 uh so, or 15.4 so okay. you should Update update all your devices in the new betas. So, so Warren will be all over this. So <laughs> probably already I was gonna is. Say, if you're really uh, if quiet, you can hear him updating now. Although, yeah, although he is in Aruba, so I don't know. Yeah, but knowing him, oh, he's, already, he's still updating. He's updating. I was gonna say that changes nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are talking about uh, iTunes Pass being rebranded in the wallet. It'll be named Apple Account Card. Okay. Uh, and uh, external links in reader apps uh, will add support to the external link uh, uh, account okay. entitlement uh, that uh, is designed to allow reader apps to add a link to an external website for account creation from and management purposes. So they've uh, they've done some. Uh, I think the one that stands out to me, or as we just talked about, is the home app uh, improvement with uh, uh, with that Wi-Fi signal mm-hmm. measurement for the HomePod. That's, uh, I need that's, to check that and see how it's working. Because I, I have the uh, the betas on uh, one of my iPads, and yep. uh, and I installed it, and then just you know life got in the way, so I haven't actually looked at anything. So yeah. I'll do that. Maybe awesome. that will help troubleshoot some of the problems that I have with my home pods. Although I think the real problem is actually the home pod software is kind of a dumpster fire. Have yeah. you have you looked at the home app? This is I'll, I'll just. I'll skip ahead and throw in a bonus tip here. Um, I opened the home app the other day to look at something. And the thing that, that I was looking for um, when I went, when I opened the home app at the top, it said like for accessories need updated or whatever. And I tapped on it and it was like, hi, your home pods have updates. Want it? And I'm like, yeah. And so I hit update and I waited and then it was doing it. So it's like a tiny bit better than the, the the way it used to work, which was just sort of like if you leave your phone near a HomePod and a bottle of wine long enough, you magically get an update. You know, hey, lady. That's played. so funny because I just hey lady played Barry drunk. White's greatest hits. And, you know, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think you get something else if you if you tell her to play Barry White. But um, yeah. the. Like it's, it gave me the opportunity to control the update. Like, which one do you want to update or do you want to update all of them? And so it was just nice to see that I was getting at least, you know, sort of notified that there'd been an option for it. So I was sort of glad to see that advancement. So that was all. All right. Uh, so, uh, and just briefly watch OS 8.6 is out as well. Nothing to report. Uh, TV OS 15.5 is out. Nothing to report as we always expect. Uh, and as I always say, don't put beta on, on your primary device. Thank you. Unless you're mm-hmm. warned. Unless you're warned. Uh, <laughs> uh, I always like to, I always like to put some uh, discussion about CarPlay cause we don't, I mean, not a lot of people talk about CarPlay, but uh, I think, uh, um, I think it's important to know, uh, but a lot of the good things that are available with CarPlay and, uh, it does integrate really nicely with your iPhone and supported car systems. And we talked about it last week that showed like a good, a good laundry list of cars are now offering CarPlay and going back at least two or three year model, two to three or sometimes five model years. So which is great. Um, but there's, there's always a selection of apps and it's only, only specific apps that actually are supporting it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, 
I have a link here in the show notes for for uh, uh, Arc Life Found, but I wanted to kind of talk about some of the apps that that are available at CarPlay. And there's a long list. It's getting longer. Um, but uh, uh, notably, uh, things like uh, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, any music apps are pretty much going to be available. I use those a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I've actually come in handy. I've had to be driving to work and, and had to get on a Teams meeting or even a Zoom meeting. You That does work with CarPlay, and you actually can get on an audio-only call. Uh, mm-hmm. to join a meeting so you don't miss it. Um, so that has it. And then, you know, for those of you who like Duncan, uh, you can get your coffee and actually do mobile ordering. I don't know how that is safe while you're driving, but I guess Apple did allow it. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there's, I mean, there's, there's so many other apps, you know, MLB and sport, any of the sports, I won't get into sports again here, but there are a lot of sports apps with, with, with being able to listen to, you know, whatever there is there, uh, pocket cast, downcast, all the, uh, some of the, um, of the podcasting apps we talked about last week, uh, are on there. Uh, you know, you even have a scanner radio police and fire. I haven't tried that one. I got to check that one out. Uh, and then, uh, ways of course, and we know, we know how you like ways, uh, Jeff. So, My uh, favorite. <laughs> uh, so there's a good long list of, of stuff that, uh, that is supported. And, and the cool thing is you can add or remove, okay, of course, Sirius XM, if you're a Sirius XM subscriber, which is kind of redundant for me because I have the Sirius XM built into the radio as well as <laughs> I can use the app, but the app mm-hmm. does have a, a, for Sirius XM, there are channels that aren't available over the, over the satellite air, uh, that you can, uh, listen to over the, uh, the stream. So, so that, that, that's, that's a different one, but, uh, yeah, tune in is another one. So there's, yeah, it's, it's, it, they've got a really good list of, of apps that are available. And I think it's important to know that it's, that, that it is, it is usable and, and they've gotten a lot better. Um, uh, with it over the years. Um, so I, I love that teams and, uh, zoom cloud meetings are both there, you know, so yeah. that you can drive to work while you're in a meeting. Well, if you were, if you're running late, instead yeah. of missing the meeting, you can or, be in, in the meeting or driving to the beach and need to not miss the meeting. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Even got spot hero, so you can go. You can you can do your parking. Uh, get your parking. Uh, uh, pay for your parking at a place spot you go hero? to. Spot hero is you know what spot hero is. No. Spot hero is a uh, is a is a service that uh, they, they have it here. They may not have it in Portland, but you know, no, it's a service. Do you know that, we have in that, Portland. It's Portland, David. We have yeah. parking kitty. No that, joke. It's called parking. Maybe that's kitty. what it is. Yeah. Spot Spot Hero is here. Like there's times I've gone to a baseball game and paid for parking ahead of time uh, at at Wrigley Fields or any other location in downtown Chicago. I can get get parking and pay for it ahead of time and not have to mess around, you know, getting the ticket, finding the place to park. And because it's a it's a guarantee that you have a spot. So that's uh, handy. Okay, that's actually really cool. Yeah, Yeah. that would be awesome. It's a it's a pretty good service. There's a lot. You know, there's, there's there's a. Chicago in itself, they have all kinds of other parking, you know, with their meters, you can go mm-hmm. up and get the meter number and then you pay for it instead of having to put coins in, which I think most have been gone these days. But, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but no, it, it's good to have that right on your, uh, uh, on your screen in your car and, uh, CarPlay just continues to, to, to do well with, with, uh, with things here. So, um, and, uh. Kelly, you said you have a tip. Um, since uh, uh, you have this tip as being my our guest this week, uh, please yes. uh, let's talk about your tip, and I'll, I'll and I'll dig into some of our our tips as well. Okay, so um, I just found out about this from my friend Aaron Hockley. Full disclosure, um, mm-hmm. I had him. Uh, I, I sat down to an interview with him over on the slice. So this is like a sneak peek <laughs> of uh, one of the things that we talked about because you can listen to me live in the show. Go, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> so. If you turn on, uh, basically what it comes down to is that uh, if you are holding your phone perpendicular, uh, parallel to the ground, so if you are pointing your camera at the ground or you're pointing it at the sky, when you do this, your phone will figure it out and you'll notice that there's a little white and a little yellow crosshair mm-hmm. in the middle of the camera all of a sudden. And if you wiggle those around, it'll show you that it's level. It's like a bubble level for your camera. So like you're trying to document scan and you want to make sure you're not, you know, you don't have like a list to port. Like you can 
use the level to figure out like I'm taking a picture over top of this piece of paper and I've got it right. Or, you know, you're taking a picture up and you can see that it um, is going to line it up for you so that you're not, it's not crooked or, you know, something like that. So I didn't even realize that was a thing mm-hmm. and it's awesome. So there you Kelly, go. I have a question about that thing. Yes. Uh, uh, first, I apologize. I didn't know you didn't know about that. You're fired. And, uh, I yeah <laughs> yep rightly so um but do you know if it works all the time or only when you have the grid on because I always have the grid on I guess I could turn the grid off and find out well to my knowledge um it has to be flat well you know, right but but you know how you have that, the, the grid yeah. view turned the grid on? the grid I don't know um let me look at my camera uh oh so, I have the grid on because so. like for me I have the grid on yeah and um so actually how do you turn the grid back off how funny uh, it's in it's in settings you can do it oh right you don't do it in the camera you do it in so i turned it off and so now let me see if i take my camera and lay it flat uh you have to have the grid on okay because i turned it off and now it doesn't show there you go turn the grid on all right but if you have the grid and it's in settings under camera which is way far down the list oddly um but if you do that then you get a level for it. And I think that's cool. And part of the reason I think it's cool is because not just when you take a picture down to the ground, but when you take a picture up, you can also make sure that if you're taking a picture of the ceiling or, you know, something overhead that uh, you can get the same option. So I thought that was cool. And if you just, if you lay your phone down, like on a table with a camera on, even though the lens is completely covered and all you see is black, the level thing still still works. Level. Yeah, and that that level has been uh, has been around for a while. I mean, we see the article you linked to is a few years old, but uh, it's still it's still relevant. And uh, yeah, it, it is a. It walks through how to do it, which was the part that I was um, that I was looking for. Because uh, yeah, this is. I think this is just one of those rediscovery things. Like uh, one time, David, when I was here, and I was like, "Did you know that you can ping your phone and make it make noise, but also flash the flashlight in case you left it in the car <laughs> in the dark?" Um, same idea. Like there's so many things in iOS that, you know, like maybe we all found out about at the time, you know, 15, you know, it was like 15 seconds in a presentation six years ago, like, and you don't remember anymore. And then something pops up again and you go, oh, I forgot all about that. That's really awesome. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. It's Thursday. So that that's my throwback Thursday. IOS no, no, it, but, but it's still, <laughs> still relevant today, which is great. So yeah. A um, couple t- tips and uh, items that I wanted to t- touch on here this week. Uh, some tips how to protect yourself from uh, from your iPhone from hackers. There's uh, uh, an article here in uh, in Apple Gazette that caught my eye here. And you know, they say that if, I, if most, like most people, the iPhone is probably the most important things in your life. Probably I should say that to myself because I think I have it attached to my hip and bedside and everywhere else. And uh, I think a lot of people are like that, uh, but you want to protect your, you, you want to have, it is essential to make sure you're protecting your iPhone from hackers. So, Cause some people try to steal your data and start, try to steal your information and you want to keep things secure. Um, and uh, they're saying, why is it, why is it important to keep your iPhone private? Well, at the minimum, uh, the chances of someone viewing your sharing your photos and videos without your consent is distressing, but uh, you know, it can be dangerous at the worst. Things happen, but you gotta just you know, make sure you're you're going through and being being uh, careful. You know, hacking and malware risks. You just gotta be careful. There's uh, there is a vulnerability right now called Group FaceTime, and allows hackers to listen in on your conversations. Of course, don't answer that call. Uh, just like don't don't uh, reply to those texts that have your phone number, like I, we mentioned uh, last week. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Of course, your device theft—that's always a big—that's always a big issue. Uh, make sure, sure f- Find My is turned on, and if uh, if it is stolen or you don't know you've lost it, you can at least track it. And Apple's done a much better job of uh, stopping these these uh, would-be thieves to try to disable it because uh, once it's locked, it's it's going it's impossible to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Data harvesting and other privacy concerns always a number of ways compromising, like through uh, collecting personal data without consent, all that stuff. It's just super important to to make sure that you just keep yourself uh, careful. Uh, 
the the privacy yeah. controls that they've added in I, and the iCloud Plus is is, is a big thing. And, and, huge. And, and you can hide your IP addresses mm-hmm. and hide in using the the uh, the, the fake email private addresses. Relay. Yeah. The private relay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so good things to know. Um, and just uh, another thing is make sure you're installing all the updates. Like fifteen point four point one was a huge yeah. security bug. Make sure that's installed. And I always mm-hmm. talk about that all the time. So. So yeah. that's a lot of a lot of the tips. I and mean, you guys can think of anything else that comes on your mind or that I'm, I missed as far as security and making sure you keep uh, your, well, your iPhone secure. The thing that we used to say, that's still weird, um, on Security Friday over at, at Daily Observations is that you should be mm-hmm. 10% skeptical of everything that 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 comes as a text, that comes to your inbox, whatever. Um, you know, if Jeff says, I have an attachment, I'm, you know, I'm going to attach this file to an email and send it to you. Then when I get that email, I still need to make sure that it says it's from Jeff. I still mm-hmm. need to make sure that, that the file name is right, that it's, you know, it doesn't say PDF at the end, but is really dot app, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure it's actually Jeff's email, all that stuff. Like even on things I'm expecting, like to take a second and be like, okay, this is, let me, let me take a second and just sort of make sure it passes all the basics. And then, you know, and the minute it doesn't find a not find a completely different communication avenue to talk to that person. So, mm-hmm. you know, if Jeff sends me a text, uh, you know, maybe I'm going to call him or I'm going to get in Slack and be like, hey, Jeff, what's you know, this was weird. Was it you? Mm-hmm. You know, and Jeff goes, yeah, you know, I'd, it was the shot talking. Don't it was the shot. Know, okay. <laughs> shot. So, yeah. you know, just always at the barest minimum. And part of the reason for that is because like, you know, one of the first sort of hacks we all had to defend ourselves from was uh, somebody with a Yahoo email address that had a bad password. And now somebody scooped up all those contacts and is masquerading as Aunt Betty and trying to tell you, you know, trying to tell you whatever they're trying to tell you. And those sorts of things are a problem, are, are a problem for that reason. And so, you know, now they have all your contacts and know that you are somehow, you know, maybe you have all the, all, you know, maybe you have all of the the same last name, right? And so now, like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're a family member, so I'm going to tell you, you know, hey, fam, or whatever. And so, like, that's, you know, that kind of stuff you always have to worry about. And that's what, you know, like, f- for for most people, that's where it all started was, you know, or, or Facebook, you know, so there's a fake profile on Facebook going around friending all my friends and telling them I need 10 bucks or whatever. And, and you know, you have to really watch that stuff. And always make sure and like, and part of the, you know, and because they've been at it for so long, some of them are really sophisticated. So you can get something that looks like a legitimate receipt from McAfee that says that you just sent them $500. You can get something that looks like you've renewed, (laughs) you renewed Spotify on the app, on the Apple app store for $200. You know, I'm like, I don't even have a Spotify account. Like, no. And you know, and I look at him. Oh, I better report a pro. Um, wait, 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 wait. You know, and if you take a just somebody said this to me the other day, and I really appreciate it. Take a pair of seconds and just look at everything before you click the link or or take some sort of action on the message or hit reply or whatever it is. Always double check because you never know when that thing is going to be the fake thing. And if you think it's real, you know, and the bank emails you and says, oh, you know, just disregard the email and go log into the bank and see what the bank has to say for themselves. Because if it's that big of a deal, you know, you're going to see it when you log into your account, there'll be a banner at the top or something. So just try and pay a little bit of attention to to that stuff before you take action would be the biggest thing. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate your insights. I uh, I always remember that you do have had a lot of that security discussions here and that's a a good, good uh, way to get this information out to everybody here. So, um, at next uh, t- tip I want to talk about was uh, the Notes app. Uh, I, I absolutely love the Notes app. I use it all the time. I don't know about, about you guys, but I, I just find it to be just a easy way to put notes. Like when I do, when I see stuff that's again grabbing the notes for the for the for the show, you know, it's so easy to just add a uh, add a, add add information to a new note uh, on the fly. So I just really I really appreciate that. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. Um, the notes app has seven different ways where you actually can make a new note. And I don't know if everybody realizes that, but the first place is that 
probably one that's most convenient is the fact that you can t tap and long hold, long press the notes app icon uh, on an iPhone or an iPad and you can get right to a new note. I mean, mm -hmm. it also gives you options for the new checklist, a new photo. It's a scan a document. That's a huge new feature they added. We've talked about, mm -hmm. um, from within the notes app itself, you have that the, you open it up and it's got the icon, you know, the little square with the pencil, just tap that and create a new note. Mm -hmm. uh, from the lock screen, you can add that uh, in the control center, having a new notes option. If you just want to swipe down, tap that icon, it brings you in there and gives, there's another easy way to get the, <laughs> the note. Um, on the iPad, you have the, uh, what's awesome. I love that is being able to go from the lock screen with the Apple pencil. You just tap the lock screen, it'll, it'll create a new note. Uh, there's uh, swiping from the corner, and then also you can do that. Uh, uh, you can all do, do it on a Mac as well, but the iPad having the quick doing a quick note, uh, whether you swipe it with your finger or use the the pencil and be able to write a note, mm -hmm. which is which is awesome. Uh, there's a new quick note uh, iPad keyboard shortcut uh, that you could use, which is the uh, hitting the global Q uh, or the function Q will create a new note from anywhere. And of course, there's always Siri. <laughs> You can mm -hmm. always create a note just by saying, uh, hey, hey, you create a note and it comes right up. So do you guys use uh, the notes app any, with all these uh, features with uh, starting a note or are you not much of a notes user? I know, I know, uh, Jeff, you're not. You use, um, you know, you use a different app, uh, a different notes app, right? Yeah. Um, I, I have a collection of apps and I use them in context. So, so like what you're doing where, where it's the thing where you find a website, you just need to, uh, to keep track of it. Instapaper done. Yeah. Um, if it's notes that I just want to write to myself, so I remember something and it's a transient thing taught yeah. and, uh, and if it's <laughs> oh, see, taught is awesome. And then if it's something where I need to make a note because it, I, I need to do some sort of action or follow-up mm -hmm. that just goes right into OmniFocus. Yep. So, uh, so for me, notes, the value in notes was when, um, I wanted to take the emoji of my own face and quickly get it out of, uh, uh, of my iPhone as a graphic. So that that's when I used notes. Yep. Um, one other tip I want to talk about here is uh, how you save and access your clipboard Wait, on the iPhone or, or unless you're done. The time. You use, oh, I'm sorry. Why do, how does yep, it whatevs. Whatevs. There, there, there yeah. goes my, there goes my, uh, my, my shot. Cares. I, I'm spacing. No, go ahead. I'm Nobody sorry. Cares. Go ahead. Yeah. My shot gets contagious. I do care. Oh go, no. Go ahead. Jeff's shot's contagious. Um, <laughs> I started using it for work things. Um, because, uh, I work for a consulting company. We have a lot of clients. And so, um, the mm -hmm. different little, different little bits of data, um, being able to have it in notes, because I don't, because I can search notes and find the name of the client or the name of the person or, you know, whatever it is, whatever specific thing it is that I'm looking for. I can search for it and have it show up in notes. I can put notes in folders for different things uh, and then uh, share all of that easily, like the additional little hooks across the operating system for, for not just creating a note, but for um, engaging with it in some way. I can email data out of it to somebody else or whatever I need to do. And having that on every work screen um, makes it super duper handy. I don't have to do a ton of stuff with that information. It's just a place where, oh, you know, um, uh, like, you know, when the clocks change, we have two clients who have to do this specific thing, you know, every six months, whatever it is. Right. And so, uh, you know, having that little blob of data that I don't need in front of me all the time, but that I do need to make sure I have, you know, and, and know where to get it. Um, I've just been using notes for that to, and mm -hmm. then because I can also share it easily. So, you know, if I need to share a note with somebody, like I'm work, you know, somebody's, you know, on location somewhere and I've collected a bunch of information, I can just share the note with them and they can see it all right there on their, on their device, whatever screen it is they're in front of. And so having that function, that flexibility with that has been really nice for myself. I don't, I have only just started reeling Mr. Kelly into this is the place where household projects live so that when he has a good idea or wants to uh, share like a picture of something cool that we're going to do in the massive backyard or, you know, whatever, um, having those, having, you know, a place to collect that kind of stuff or like boring house things. Like this is when, 
this light bulb, you know, this is the the light bulbs for that weird light fixture or, you know, that kind of stuff, having all of that information where either one of us can get at it if we need to. Um, I've started slowly moving stuff there uh, mm-hmm. to, to do that. And so far it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I kind of actively avoided it for so long because it wasn't great and it didn't have a lot of functionality and there wasn't a lot you could do with information once it was in notes. And now that that's gotten better, uh, my biggest complaint now is, Dear Lord, let me change the highlighter color. I hate the accent color. It flames on the sides of my face (laughs) for that accent color. And uh, just you will let me change all the other things you used to use. You now ship IMAX where the accent color is the same color as the computer. Like, let me have it not be gold, please, please. You know that like and if that's my biggest complaint about notes, I feel like that's, you know, they're doing all right, like feature wise. So. Yeah. OK, well, I think uh, I think on on that note, <laughs> I think that might be a good time to uh, cause I, I, I got that in there instead of just having just to sake of time here. We can go ahead and uh, wrap things up for this week. Uh, uh, so uh, I wanted to make sure I shouted I gave a shout out for a few folks Uh had a couple, a couple buy me a coffees came in. I, I wanted to say, Al, thank you for uh, for buying me a coffee. I appreciate that. And Pat, thank you as well. And uh, Sandro, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, great to see some uh, some buy me a coffee uh, d- uh, donations came in. So that's uh, pretty awesome. You guys are awesome. Um, I also wanted to mention a coworker uh, that uh, came up to me this uh, this this week and. Pop decided and he was he's not normally in the office and at work here and he's and he's, he popped in and said he loves the show and uh, and I said That's that so was cool. that was so hey. cool and uh, uh, shout out to Phil, thank you Hi, for uh, for listening Hi, and uh, you're 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 awesome and I'm glad you enjoy it. So uh, that so we had some, some some good stuff for this week. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and wrap up. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show like those folks did. Uh, I, I mentioned by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're uh, being notified to when we are live streaming on YouTube, our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash DaveG65. You can and watch more podcast importantly, shows. So that you can find out when Jeff and Kelly show up to just completely derail David at every opportunity. <laughs> but that's really that's, what you want to that's get notified. Why I love having you guys on because we had a lot of fun. <laughs> and the live the live stream is usually on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern and uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you come check us out. Also, you can visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discussed, as, as well as ones that will be in there this week, uh, are flipped into the list. And you'll be able to go read that, including the ones that we have in our show notes. Uh, you can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including uh, Pocket Casts and Apple Podcasts, but and many others. But uh, better yet, go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, as where all the ways to all the ways to link to us and listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Kelly Gamont, as always, I love having you on the show. Thanks for being here. Where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me on YouTube, uh, where I'm slowly, slowly, uh, spinning up my YouTube channel for The Slice, which is my new website, and it is over at theslice.tech. You can find me there, and uh, you can find me on the Incomparable Network, um, occasionally uh, rabble-rousing over there, uh, as I am wont to do. And uh, on my own show, I want my MCU TV, where we talk about uh, the current, whatever the current may be, uh, Disney Marvel show, Marvel show that is streaming on Disney Plus. I'll figure it out. I'm out of words. Um, And I think that's my shot talking. Um, (laughs) And so you can hear me on I Want My MCU TV, where Don Melton, Lisa Schmeiser, Nathan Alderman, and myself will be talking about Moon Knight for the next little while. And the rest of the time, you can find me on The After Show with Mike Rose, uh, where we also uh, give shout outs to our listeners. If you publicly admit listening to us in public, we will say hello to you on the show in person. I even admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been known to happen. Um, and uh, the rest of the time, you can find me on Twitter as Verso. Thanks. 
Jeff Gamut, as always, always great having you here. Uh, where can people find you? But it's always a blast getting to be here. Uh, first, if it looks like I've been in an earthquake, off and on through, throughout the evening, uh, my office manager, Kat, has mm. been very demanding this evening <laughs> and uh, keeps uh, hopping up and moving around the desk. Um, so <laughs> when when I'm not paying attention to Kat, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, jgamut on both, and uh, uh, youtube.com slash jgamut for my videos, and... Uh, uh, Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live, Thursdays on the Big Show, and uh, Fridays on the Mac Show, and then a lot of Tuesday or what day is this? Thursday evenings here, mm-hmm. and then Brian Chaffin and I have uh, have teamed up for the Context Machine. Good stuff. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, all I can say is we'll talk again soon. <laughs>